So currently I'm sitting in a remarkable part of the Tarkine rainforest. It's a, um, surrounded by myrtle trees and uh, last night when 20 of us walked in to reoccupy these forests, um, we spent the night listening to the ringtail possums that chatter. They're actually quite a social animal, so they chatter to each other all night. It's quite um, funny. You feel like you've come into someone's home and, and you can't really understand what's going on, but you know something special is. Uh, we had a um, tree sit re-established um, yesterday afternoon and uh, today the police haven't arrived yet, but we're basically rolling out these uh, occupations of this forest. It's uh, a really beautiful part of the Tarkine on the Sumac Ridge. So it's only one small part of the Tarkine uh, that's threatened by logging, but it's imminently threatened with a new logging road that uh, the logging agency here in Tasmania wants to push through. And we are here for the long haul to defend these forests and, and resist uh, any destruction of them. Now, for people who are not familiar with uh, this campaign, the, this particular part of the Tarkine is currently under threat uh, along the, the Sumac Ridge for the Malaysian company Ta'an. And I imagine a lot of people are familiar with Ta'an, but can you tell us more about what, what, what exactly is proposed and, and how much uh, is under threat? And so uh, the Tasmanian Tarkine has a number of different threats, uh, mining, uh, off-road vehicles on the Aboriginal Heritage Coastline and logging. Logging has been a long-time threat in Tasmania's forest and here in the Tarkine. It just seems ridiculous that we're still defending these forests from logging. But we do have uh, an area of forest here in the in the Sumac. There's other areas in the Rapid River and south on the Pyman River in the Tarkine specifically that are threatened by logging uh, this, this summer. Sadly, um, as uh, your listeners would have experienced with the impacts of climate change and the increased number of bushfires here in Tasmania last summer. We had a, a huge bushfire in the southern forests and it burnt out a lot of the coops. Um, and so there's been an increased pressure this summer coming for logging in the Tarkine and other areas of Tasmania that weren't suffering from those bushfires. Um, you know, the thing is, though, is that we are here as activists saying that in this age of a climate emergency, you know, it's such an archaic approach to be destroying these forests. I mean, we're surrounded by trees that are 500 years old, um, but they're the eucalypts. The, the, the ecosystem that surrounds those uh, eucalypts is so much more um, ancient and links back to the supercontinent of Gondwana. Um, in the northwest of Tasmania, the Tarkine covers almost 500,000 hectares, and, and we're calling for it to be a national park and return to World Heritage. Um, oh, sorry, return to Aboriginal ownership and, and listed as World Heritage. Uh, the, these lands have just been suffering for too long and intact landscapes are so crucial for mitigating um, the impacts that we're feeling from climate change. So Forestry Tasmania basically sets out a schedule for the next 12 months and on that schedule is a, a kilometre long logging road where they'll basically flatten uh, the... Uh, ancient ecosystem with bulldozers and push a logging road in so that they can log uh, the 30 hectares surrounding that logging road. And we at uh, the Bob Brown Foundation spent uh, two years out here holding a blockade camp. It's been incredible because it's really close to a, an iconic lookout. So um, there's been 400 people last summer who came and visited. We put a little sign out the front that said, come and have a cuppa. And so if you can imagine, um, you know, people came in and went for a walk in the rainforest and, you know, were, were turned, a lot of them were turned to action. So 
you know, with the 20 people that we walked out last night into the forest who are willing to stay here um, for the next couple of days and occupy these forests, they're people who came to the camp and visited these forests for the first time and, and they've been turned to action. And, and so we um, are just consistently recruiting people to just join us in these forests and, and defend them. Now, you mentioned there that there has been a considerable amount of support on the ground. Uh, a recent uh, survey or poll commissioned by the Australia Institute found that even uh, Liberal voters in Tasmania, a majority, uh, supported the creation of a national park or Tarkan National Park. Uh, is, do you think that's indicative of the level of support in Tasmania? And do you feel, though, you have the, uh, the, you know, the, the broader community uh, on your side and, and supporting the creation of this national park and stopping uh, the destruction of the Tarkine? Well, the Bob Brown Foundation has been building this campaign now for five years. Uh, remarkably, there's been people on the front line in the Tarkine for 30 years. I mean, uh, people have been campaigning for this place for so long and it just has not received the protection it needs because of the power of the mining industry and because of the power of uh, the logging industry and um, you previously mentioned Tar Ann. They're a um, Borneo logging company, massive, a multi-million dollar uh, company out of Borneo who uh, has a lot of power over the government here and, and so do other private companies in Tasmania. So the public is coming um, on our side. They are. They, they are still, unfortunately, voting um, the Liberal government or um, who are not choosing to protect this place. And, and that's what we are actually targeting the Premier and, and saying to the Premier that he's failing the economy because uh, the logging of these forests is taxpayer subsidised. It does make a loss for the, um, the Tasmanian economy. He's failing climate. I mean, he's absolutely failing climate to be, you know, logging carbon sinks, but then also pushing greenhouse gas emissions into the atmosphere. After they log here in Tasmania, they drop a napalm-like substance out of helicopters and burn the coops. So uh, every autumn we have this extraordinarily bad impact on the climate. Um, and he's failing wildlife. I mean, um, in this coop specifically, we have uh, had wildlife cameras and the Tasmanian devil has been a frequent uh, visitor um, in front of the camera. We've had the spotted tail quoll. Um, you know, there's owls. There's so many different, um, you know, wildlife that depend on these forests. So, yeah, even though the public are saying that they supported Tarkine National Park. They've just got to uh, vote in people who will actually uh, declare a national park because right now our Premier Hodgman is not budging. Now, back in uh, 2012, of course, the Tasmanian Forest Agreement was signed between uh, some conservation groups and the state government. This came after, of course, decades and decades of uh, campaigning to protect uh, forests in Tasmania. Since then, there has been uh, some legislative changes and there have been some areas protected, particularly in the sticks and wild and Florentine and elsewhere. But uh, this whole, I guess, situation with the Tarkine and, of course, other areas is being uh, opened up to logging indicates that perhaps this Tasmanian Forest Agreement really hasn't delivered to protect forests as it uh, as it really promised. It, what's your perspective on that, and how do you think uh, you know the, the campaign in the Tarkine plays into the politics around this uh, forest agreement? Well, the Tasmanian Forest Agreement was only an agreement between some people. It wasn't, uh, I mean, I actually see it as an abject failure. I think it's one of the worst things that's ever happened for Tasmania's forests. 
sure. We saw the World Valley, which I spent, um, you know, 15 years defending on the front line with so many other people. Uh, the Styx Valley and the Florentine protected as World Heritage listed forests. I actually believe that those forests could have been protected by Tony Burke, regardless of the Tasmanian Forest Agreement. Um, the Tasmanian Forest Agreement was a win-win situation for the industry. We saw Tar-Ann receive millions of dollars in compensation. We saw contractors that were paid to exit the industry that went to New South Wales to log those forests and are now entering back into the industry because the time enough has passed that they had to stay out of Tasmania and now they're able to come back in. I mean, the logging industry was actually bolstered uh, enormously through the Tasmanian Forest Agreement. Ta'an got environmentalists into their markets in Japan to support them. So for the first time in the history of Tasmania, we had key or, or environmental organisations backing a Borneo logging company um, in Japan. It was it was just an outrage. Uh, and here in the Tarkine, we are actually living it. We're living a... Um, transition where there was no end to native forest logging, which was an essential thing that could have happened during the Tasmanian forest agreement process. We should have been uh, transitioning workers out of native forest logging years ago. And I'm here in 2019 still facing the logging of ancient rainforests. So for anyone out there that thinks that we got peace in the forest in Tasmania, uh, it, was the, it was the government's and the corporations and the logging industry that won out of the Tasmanian Forest Agreement. And I am um, absolutely going to, you know, back it in. That it's absolutely incredible that those forests of the world, Styx and Florentine, got protected. But 100,000 hectares here in the Tarkine was promised reserve during the Tasmanian Forest Agreement. They weren't given uh, immediate reserve. They were given um, a status to be reserved in the future. And change of government came and uh, the forests are now said to be able to be logged in April because they're called future potential production forests. It's actually a really good indicator for anyone who's involved in a movement, a social movement, an environmental movement and negotiating with a government is that you've got to get upfront protections. You've got to get things upfront, not delayed because a, a government can change and then all those protections that are delayed are gone. I mean... Realistically, the industry played it well because the logging industry got all the millions of dollars up front. However, we didn't get all the reserves up front. And now uh, we're fighting not only for the forests that were left out because the industry was greedy and wanted to be able to keep logging native forests, but next year, come April, we could be fighting for 356,000 hectares that were meant to be protected and weren't. So I was completely against the Tasmanian Forest Agreement long after I'd spent a lot of time inside the tent. And, um, you know, I just think it was a great shame for Tasmania. Just finally, Jenny, if our listeners would like to support the campaign in the Tarkine or, or support the work that the Bob Brown Foundation do, what's the best way they can do that uh, short of getting over there and joining the blockade? Yeah, there's plenty of ways to support the Bob Brown Foundation. And, you know, we like to, we like to encourage people to take action for Earth. We're really... Um, keen on people taking action in whatever way they can, um, you know, in your backyard, in your city, uh, with whatever group that you can access easily. Um, the Bob Brown Foundation ourselves, we really do um, spend a lot of resources and effort on these uh, direct action campaigns in the Tarkine. And, and uh, you, you'll see very soon we're about to do an online crowdfunder where you can actually um, donate to a tree sit set up, for example, um, and you're able to, um, you know, support us that way, which is actually a really 
a beneficial way to do things. Um, it does cost us a bit of money and we're only a grassroots environment group, so any support like that. And absolutely anyone who is heading um, east and, and heading to Tasmania, it's really accessible to get involved in our campaigns. We're, we're really um, open to people coming on board and, and coming and camping in these forests or participating with us. So check out the Bob Brown Foundation on uh, Facebook and Twitter and get involved with us. We, we have many ways you can.